Hey, welcome to the podcast, dude, episode 64. My guest this week is Mark Solinger. Mark is one half of Dead Signals Production, a podcast production company who, along with his buddy, Dan Powell, who I'll be interviewing next week, uh, they create two podcasts currently called Archive 81 and The Deep Vault. And these are both modern radio drama podcasts. Uh, Fantastic, fantastic work. I highly recommend going to check them out. So I wanted to have both Mark and Dan on the show to talk about the difficulties and the struggles and the joys of creating a modern radio drama. So in this first episode, talking with Mark, we get into his background and how he got into audio. And then also how we met Dan and how they planned out and executed on the first season of Archive 81 and then also Deep Vault. So I had a great time talking to Mark and I'll be talking to Dan next week. So stay tuned for that part one and part two. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're having a great day so far. Let's go ahead and jump into this interview with Mark Solinger. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, dude, episode 64. My special guest today is Mark Solinger, right? Is that how you say it? Solinger? Yes. I should have asked you about it. Yes. Solinger, Solinger, like I I genuinely don't care. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So so you're one half of Dead Signals production. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, your your friend and partner, Dan Powell, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Dan Powell. Dan Powell, he's going to be on the show next week, and, and mm-hmm. you're more of the, the the writer, and I will say the creative person. Although it is oh, a collaborative I, effect effort. I would I, I I would really not prefer to use the term creative because we're uh, both of our roles are really really creative. Yes, and yes. The ideas are totally shared. Yeah, it's both of us are creative. Both of us are the idea person. Dan. Don't hate me when you listen to this. <laughs> Dan, Dan will be fine. Dan will be fine. So, yeah. so, but you do a lot of the writing. He does a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of the the audio work, I guess. But you you but you both have backgrounds and you both contribute equally. Yeah, yeah. We're both one of the things that I think is a plus to uh, to our production is that we're both professionals. Uh, we both yes. work in audio professionally. He's an engineer. He uh, works at a sound effects library. He records stuff. I uh, work in public radio mm. um, for uh, Innovation Hub, which is a, a radio show and podcast about tech. So we're, we both like work with sound for our day jobs. Yes. Um, Isn't it the best? Yeah, yeah it's really fun. <laughs> it's really fun. So I, 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 don't know if, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm actually a, a full-time podcast editor mm-hmm. for, a, for a small network. And it's just my favorite thing in the world. Okay, so so I brought you on the show today because you and Dan recently launched a new, uh, like a modern radio drama podcast called The Deep mm-hmm. Vault. And I'm going to yes. read. Uh, and I'm going to read the description here. The Deep Vault is a serialized seven episode audio drama set in the almost apocalyptic United States. The story follows a group of longtime friends as they journey from the uninhabitable surface world into a mysterious underground bunker in search of safety, shelter, and answers to their past. Robot Mm -hmm. servants, tooth-filled monsters, and terrible computers collide within the claustrophobic, steel-reinforced walls of the Deep Vault, a modern-day homage to the golden age of sci-fi radio drama. Yeah. I love that description, man. (laughs) I'm glad you did. Uh, Dan wrote the description, so I can't take... 
Okay, I'll, I'll give Dan I'll props for that. But but I will say, who's I? Okay, before we get into the show, mm-hmm. I want to hear about your background and, and how you got into audio and radio, this kind of stuff. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to say, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of of sponsors, but you guys have Audible as a sponsor, and mm-hmm. the Audible read that is at the end of the first episode of mm-hmm. the default. Uh, with a little, there's this little robot voice, and it's uh, it's supposed to be a robot doing this read. That is one of the most genius things I've ever heard, and it uh, and it really made me laugh. So good job on that, whoever whoever idea that was. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Listen to the second episode. It, it gets a little a uh, <laughs> little bit uh, even crazier and weirder. Um, yeah, for for the ads, um, we wanted to do something that wasn't just like. With with uh, podcasts that are more host driven, yeah, that aren't fiction. It's pretty easy. It's just like, oh, here's the hosts talking about like it's the McElroy brothers or Mark Barron uh, talking about how much they love you know Blue Apron or Squarespace. Yep. So with us, like, it felt a little weird to break the world and be like, hey, it's me, Mark Sollinger, and me, Daniel Powell, and we're we really love you to try out audible or blue apron or whatever. Gotcha. So, so we came across, uh, came up with the idea of having a robot. That's not, um, that's not a character in the show, but it's just a random robot that's gradually gaining sentience <laughs> and is really pissed off at his, uh, masters and overseers. So it's, it's fun. Uh, people hopefully will like, enjoy listening to it. Yes. Um, that's that's the that's the main thing. We we wanted it to be fun and you know mission not accomplished. Just a, mission accomplished. Great, great. Okay, so so let's go back, man. When did you when did you get started with audio? I I, I fell in love with it probably in high school mm-hmm. um, when I was driving my car and uh, driving around in my car and I heard a uh, This American Life episode. Yeah. And it's one of those proverbial driveway, driveway moments. I mm-hmm. stayed in my stayed in the car um, for like thirty minutes in the driveway because the story was so 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 good, and I essentially just fell in love with, with the power of audio storytelling. Yeah. And so I I adore uh, audio documentary um, and uh, public radio. Uh, the power of that. That's basically my day job. Um, but as I um, became interested in that, I also became interested in older uh, radio dramas. Uh, could um, you give us a few um, examples? Sure. Um, the obvious one is um, Orson Welles, Mercury Theater on the Air. Mm. Um, everybody starts out with War of the Worlds, and that's a really good place to start out because it's very, very, very good. Um, if you know the message, GE's podcast that Panoply did that's an audio drama now. I I am 90% sure that the pitch meeting for that was, okay, let's do War of the Worlds, but as a podcast and kind of updated. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to check that yeah, out now. Aliens? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's um, I d- probably don't have all the time in the world, but uh, start <laughs> with Mercury Theater on the Air. AV Club has a really good list of creepy audio dramas, uh, creepy radio dramas from the 40s, 50s, and 60s that you could definitely check out. Um, but if you're starting to just starting out, Mercury Theater on the Air is, is the place to go. Awesome. So you were listening to those and you were like, I, I got to figure out how to do this for myself. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And I think um, one of the things that I saw when uh, his podcast were kind of becoming sort of big, yeah. like this was probably 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that's when I got in. Yeah, yeah. So th- it was like the first wave of podcasts or the second wave. I don't know. Waves. Whatever yeah, yeah. whatever wave it was. <laughs> um, and there weren't a lot of audio dramas. There were uh, there were a couple and there were a lot of um, audiobooks released as podcasts. Mm. But there there weren't a lot of I, I mean, I don't want to crochet or anything, but I, I didn't feel like there were a lot of podcast audio dramas that were at the same level of stuff from the 30s and 40s, 40s and 50s. Yeah. You'd have, like, Lauren Bacall, like, guests, guests, on, uh, guests on an episode or something. Yeah, so I think that I, I kind of fell in love with it in high school, and uh, for my college thesis, um, I actually made a 10-episode um, audio drama that I released as a podcast. Um, this was before Dan and I started collaborating, mm-hmm. but he was featured as the main actor playing a nebishy uh, anthropologist who crash lands on an alien world and has to discover all, a bunch of secrets stuff. And it's, nice. it's, it's called Transmission. It's something I'm still proud of, but I did not do any <laughs> promotion. I... I fell into the trap of, oh, this is really good. Obviously, it'll... It'll you know, blow just, up and get big, yeah. Yeah, because it's really, really good. Mm, so, yeah. um, which is a, not a good mindset to, to be in. But actually, it's it's a Patreon reward uh, for our Patreon page. If you back our Patreon, which is kind of like Kickstarter, but uh, monthly donations, yeah. you get access to all 10 episodes. That's, so a, that's a nice little bonus. Yeah, yeah. I like so that. you can hear Dan Powell, the dude from Archive eighty one, as somebody who's who's essentially Lovecraftian gods are not attacking his soul or anything. He's just being attacked by aliens. It's fun. Gotcha. So so you you just went ahead and dove in and started a ten episode podcast series. What what kind of experience did you have with audio at that point? Aside from I, I Interned for a summer at Chicago Public Radio's uh, media arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, uh, youth radio thing, uh, Vocalo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I studied radio, television, and film in college. Uh, did some work for uh, Nick Vanderkolk of Love and Radio. Mm-hmm. Interned for my local NPR station and learned a lot about sound from the incomparable Douglas Quinn of Syracuse University. Shout out to Douglas Quinn. I don't think you're listening, but <laughs> you never you know, man. Are. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that's he's he's essentially how I I fell in love with audio through listening to This American Life and listening to old radio serials. But I became somebody who could actually do audio through like learning from him, mm. and that's just the importance of having a really good mentor. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so when does when does Dan come into the picture? Uh, so he's the uh, he was the um, main actor in um, Transmission. Got, okay, and, gotcha. So you met at college. Yeah, we met in college, and he also essentially Douglas Quinn was also his mentor, and oh. Quinn also kind of like forced our heads together and like like you guys you two go work like together. Each other. <laughs> yeah, and we it turns out we really liked each other. Hey, um, yeah. So after 
after college, uh, we both went our separate ways. Um, I, I, I worked for the PBS NewsHour and then mm-hmm. Marketplace, and then I moved to Boston to uh, work for uh, GBH and Innovation Hub. And Dan uh, went to Brooklyn to be a, you know, Brooklyn hipster uh, soft boy, uh, <laughs> uh, just, you know, on his penny-farthing bicycle. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm kidding about that, by the way. Right, right, right. It's a single speed. Yes, single speed. Or fixed single gear. Speed. Yes, a very, very into kombucha. Um, so Daniel Powell was working at this sound effects library, and he had, visit, he had come to Boston to visit, and uh, we talked about, like, what projects that we were thinking about. And then, mm-hmm. then I came to New York to visit him, and he was talking about how he kind of wanted to do an audio drama that was kind of had the feel of him listening alone to a bunch of kind of weird, freaky tapes. Hmm. And this was a really, really good idea. So <laughs> I, I essentially was like, yeah, let's do that together. I, I am going to latch on to you. And, and I did. I latched on to him. And we brainstormed it together, came up with the outline. I wrote it. Uh, he edited it. Um, and also, let's say I wrote it and he edited it. It's it's a much more collaborative process than it, that sounds. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bunch of really dumb ideas that would have gone into it if if Dan wasn't like, that's a really dumb idea. So, you so, should take that out. So big takeaway here is work with people and ask them for their, mm-hmm. their feedback and make sure that you, yeah. All your ideas, you you might think they're fantastic, but somebody else might see it and uh, and go like, no, no, that's and, and you got to have somebody that you can trust to to kind of yeah. to curate and edit edit what you're coming up right. with. Right, right. Like it's 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 a question of trust because like if I really like something and Dan's like I don't know about it, like I know that there is something wrong with it. Like even if I'm still, I still don't understand why he doesn't love it like i trust him enough to know like oh yeah there's something wrong with it like it's it needs to be fixed it's not quite there yet yeah yeah or if it was if it was actually as good as you thought it was then maybe he would think it was amazing too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah cool so this podcast you're talking about where dan listens to freaky tapes uh (laughs) this this is archive 81 Yes, this is Archive eighty one, and yeah, and actually, um, let's go ahead. I, I actually pulled a sound uh, a sound clip out of that, and I'll just play sure. it. This is from the third episode, I believe, where uh, Dan is making a call to his uh, his boss, basically, and talking mm-hmm. about these tapes. So, Dan, Dan, it's always really great to hear from you. What's on your mind, buddy? Mister Davenport, I appreciate you giving me this job and everything. And I'm enjoying... All right, Dan, no need to kiss my keister. Tell me what's up so we can work on a solution that helps the both of us. What the hell is up with those tapes? There's no possible way this is just a historical preservation project. There's something seriously weird with this sh- A dude that can vanish, shut-ins, asking for tears, some sort of satanic boiler room? Dan, Dan, I'm going to have to ask you to calm down a bit and hold your horses. Mr. Davenport, these tapes aren't normal. And if you don't give me an explanation for what's going on, well... I'll just pack up my sh- call a taxi, and leave. That would be breaking contract, Dan. I realize that. Dan, are you familiar with the multitude of studies that link poverty to higher rates of mental illness? I mean, sure, yeah. 
and you'll realize that you might not want to take the narratives of these truly disadvantaged tenants at face value. They're all living in public housing, trying their best to survive amidst the crushing inequalities of city life. If some of their stories seem strange or questionable, then it's simply a manifestation of their altered thought process. And of course, drug use is unfortunately common in these low-income environments. You understand what I'm saying, of course. Sure. That's one of the many reasons we're interested in preserving these tapes. We're fascinated by urban poverty, and this is such a wonderful record of that lifestyle. It would be a shame for these people's experiences not to be shared. So that's so that's uh, a. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the writing on that man. Is so. So obviously there was a lot of episodes for this series. About about mm-hmm. how long did it take you to to get all this stuff down and, and edited in the in the the preparation for Archive eighty one? You're talking about the writing process. Correct. correct? Yeah. Uh, for the writing process, I can go it around a pace of two episodes a week, and that's is that part time, like nights and evenings, uh, nights and yeah. evenings, week evenings and weekends. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've deleted Tinder and OkCupid from my phone, and I've good man. You know, been a, <laughs> been a little bit of a hermit. Hey, I'm yeah. with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. Um, with with editing, it's it, it was kind of during the process that we were editing. So it usually takes after the episodes are written. Like we'll usually have a week or two or three week period where we really heavily revise it. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you yeah, kind of but, like reading reading the scripts out loud? Because I'm assuming you, you script everything mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah, we script everything out. Um, and it's, uh, we'll, we'll usually do a, a, a table read, and by table read it means me and Dan on uh, Google Voice uh, <laughs> reading and then, yeah. be, and then basically pausing when anything sounds weird. Gotcha. Um, so, so that's pretty great. And then once you've got the script for the episode in a good place and you feel good about it, then uh, then what happens after that? Studio time? Yeah. So essentially, like, one of the, the things that I'm really glad we did is we did not write an episode, then, then record it, write an episode, then record it. We recorded all 10 episodes at the same time. Mm. Uh, so that let us, that saved us a lot of time and money. Yeah. Uh, so essentially for Archive 81, we cast, uh, then we used some a wonderful, wonderful friend who actually <laughs> plays Tanya. She's really great. Uh, and she also let us uh, record in her bedroom. Hmm. And so we were able to record it that way. For The Deep Vault, we uh, went to an actual studio mm-hmm. because it's it's with Archive eighty one. It's a lot of since it's tape based. It's a lot of two people talking to each other. Yeah, and we we found a way to make that sonically interesting. But like it's with the Deep Vault, it's much more action adventure. So there's you know sound effects uh, and and yeah yeah five people in a room like yeah you know fleeing and stuff. And you need like an actual studio if you're doing you know, five people at the same time. Yeah. And I'm really curious about a lot of the sound design and the sound effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to Dan about that next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so you recorded, you sat down and you recorded all of that. You didn't have to go to a studio. You, you basically produced that archive 81 in a, in a bedroom. Or recorded it, recorded it. Yeah. Recorded it. Yes. Yeah. We were 
recorded it in, in a bedroom. And then you just, yeah. was it, was it all, were all the actors and everyone associated with it? Were those just people you knew, friends of yours? A mix. Uh, some friends, some Craigslist. Uh, <laughs> we, we paid all our actors, nice. uh, which is something that we, we think is really important. Yeah, definitely. Um, we didn't pay them, obviously, as much as we would have liked to, but we did pay them. Yeah. Yeah. So a mix of Craigslist and friends. Yeah. And family. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say in that clip I played earlier, I was looking on your mm-hmm. website and uh, the, the, the guy, not Dan in that, but uh, Dan's yeah. boss uh, has the same last name. Uh, so is that his, his father or one of his brothers? Father. His father. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it, it has a bunch of creepier overtones once you realize that it's Dan's actual dad, <laughs> uh, who it turns out is a really, really good actor. And that's his, He's not putting on an accent. That's his actual accent. Well, that's how he uh, talks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, as uh, man, there's so much I want to talk about. Let's let's mm-hmm. talk about. Um, let me play a clip from Deep Vault, and then I want to mm-hmm. talk about maybe a little bit of the recording process for that, and then some of the struggles that you faced uh, when you were trying to put all that together. And hopefully, sure, this sure. plays. Um, I mean, here we go. I assumed it would be deep down. Wait, 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 wait. No, I got to set this up. So this is <laughs> this is in episode two, which I mean, the first episode was kind of an introduction. If you go to iTunes right now, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's, a teaser. It, it's kind of the first episode, but it's technically episode two. Is that right? Well, we have episode zero, which is a teaser uh, okay. trailer for it. Yes, and this this is episode one. Uh, okay, yeah. So so yeah. programmer uh, numbering. Basically, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> all that to say, uh, you've got uh, you've got these characters, and they're they're. I don't want to give too much away, but they're trying to get down into this vault because uh, because safety, right? They're they're trying to get away from mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff that's happening in the world. And zero index. Thank you, Garrett. Um, <laughs> so so this is this is right when they're they're about to get inside the vault and the this I just love the sound design on this. Um, I I don't I don't want to talk about it too much. I'm just going to play it and just just take a listen yeah. to this, uh, especially towards the end. Hang on a second. Here we go. I mean, I assumed it would be deep down if it was supposed to survive the end of the world. Wait, you all have no idea what's down there. Nah. Stories from when we were kids. Some sort of bunker. When everything turned upside down, we decided to come back here. And they brought me along because I'm their friend and because I had a car. How'd you hear about it? Internet forums. Internet forums? Yeah. Some of the forums mention it. Lots of legends about it. Among some of the more conspiratorial members, a place of safety and danger. I was on those types of sites to promote my post-radical collectivist scene. But when everything happened, I thought some conspiracies might be right. Came here, met Carl on the way, who turned out to be even crazier offline than on, and now here I am. All right, let's head down. Uh, we can talk on the way. Anyone scared of heights? Nope. I'll be fine. I will attempt to manage. Come on, I'll take the duffel. We don't know how long we'll be down here. All right, guys, I'm going to count each step just so we can get a sense of how deep this is. One. Don't. Two. Oh, this is going to get <laughs> aggravating. Three. This is important. It's also literally more annoying than the last time I tried to quit smoking.
Yeah, dude. <laughs> so I'm a drummer, so the first time I heard that, I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's essentially in the script, it sounds, it's the directions are basically like fade out, transition music, like parentheses, Dan, do something cool, parentheses. <laughs> like, to make something yeah, cool happen here, Dan. Yeah, no, because I, I knew that like he'd do something cool, really cool with the music and sound design. And yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so Garrett was wondering, and I'm actually kind of wondering this too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I really like that, that vibe is he wants to know if he can get that tune as a download. <laughs> are, are you putting these music tracks up anywhere? I think probably as a Patreon reward, we'll probably have them awesome. once episode seven is released. I'm, I'm, I, th- I think that's what's going to happen. I, I can't promise anything. But cool. I like yeah, that. So did, so Dan wrote that music? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, it's, that's all him. Awesome. Fantastic. So, okay. So I, it didn't really demonstrate it there and, uh, maybe I can, uh, hmm. no, people should just go to the deep vault and, uh, go search deep vault on Google and listen to the, the that episode to hear okay. all the various sound effects. But, but suffice to say that the deep vault is much more complex sonically than archive 81. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, even things like in that scene, uh, one of the community members, Tony, was commenting about how much she liked the reverb. And I said, you should, you should actually hear the reverb in stereo because there's mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff going on with stereo, left channel, right channel, mm-hmm. especially in that episode. Uh, but my soundboard app on my iPhone has a, cable, has a mono cable running out to my interface, so I couldn't play it in yeah. stereo. <laughs> but, but all that to say that there's a lot more going on sonically in... in mm-hmm the deep vault compared to archive 81. So, um, so you did have to go to a, an actual recording studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's like the, the, the difference between archive 81 and the deep vault is it's there. they are two very different pieces. They explore different themes. Um, mm-hmm. archive 81 is very much a, it's, it's found footage. So yes. the sound effects and the sound design is a lot more subtle mm-hmm. than the deep vault. The deep vault you're, we're conveying everything through through essentially the sound design. We've we've got a there's a lot of action scenes as opposed to horrific conversations. Mm-hmm. Archive one is basically it's just a lot of horrific conversations until you reach episode ten. When uh, can I swear? Uh, preferably stuff, not. <laughs> when stuff goes yes. down. <laughs> um, yeah, and. Yeah, and that that requires a lot of different sound design choices. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool, um, and and I'm sure Dan will be able to go into a little bit more detail about that. Definitely, but, definitely. But that's definitely awesome. So, so were there any were there any struggles or hurdles that you overcame uh, that kind of stick out to you? Hard times mm-hmm. during recording and producing either one of those shows. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it is tied into how busy. <laughs> Dan and I are. Yeah, because you're both um, working full time jobs. We're, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Essentially, we're both working full time jobs. Uh, Dan's stuff adds up to a full adds up to a full time job or more than a full time job. And we started Archive eighty one, and we were writing it, releasing it, starting promotion for it, and then as soon as we began to release it, we started to develop the deep vault so that 
there would be no pause between shows. So essentially, uh, episode 10 of Archive 81 is released at the exact same time as the teaser, and then there's two weeks, and then there's episode one, and then there's episode two and episode three, and so on and so on of the default. Mm-hmm. And that is a lot of, just a lot of work. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and it's it's just a case of time management and just pulling through it. Um, like, we're working on Archive 81 season two now, and uh, as, as Dan still finishes edits on the deep vault, and it's it's a lot of work. It's and as we're doing promotion and uh, talking to people and like starting an LLC and working with advertisers and responding to fans on Twitter, mm-hmm. it's it's just a lot. And I th- I think more than any one specific challenge because for the most part we've been really lucky and hashtag blessed with like we work with really good actors mm-hmm. dan's a wonderful partner i'm amazing um the studio that we <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> the studio that we worked in for the deep vault was was really great um genevieve's bedroom was really great mm-hmm. um it's 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 just more a, more a sense of a lot of it's just time management and knowing when to say yes to stuff and knowing when to say no to stuff yeah. So, yeah. is one of your goals to 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 take Dead Signals and make it like a full time job? Maybe it would be. It would like. I really like my full time job now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoy it. Uh, I know how that shout is. Out, yeah. Shout out <laughs> to my coworkers. They're great. Um, but yeah, if if the audience was was there, like the trouble is, it's very very difficult to to do it unless you're you know. Welcome to Night Vale, or or you have the backing of Panoply or Gimlet. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that we've discussed. It's it's just right now we're not at a point where we could do that. Yeah, yeah, it takes time. So so we've been uh, so my my good friend and boss Sean McCabe is kind of like a, a collaborator. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very close, and something we were asking ourselves this week because mm-hmm. because he does run a business that makes a full time living. There's a team of seven of us uh, on yeah. the Sean West team, and it and it's fantastic, and we love it. Um, but we were thinking like, okay, let's say we had a million dollars in the bank. What would we do? So I, I, I kind of just wanted to po- pose that question to you. Let's let's say you mm-hmm. you and Dan had a million dollars in the bank. Uh, what would you do? Is this what you would want to spend most of your time on, or do you think you'd be happy, kind of splitting it between uh, your mm-hmm. day jobs and working on this on nights and weekends? Well, I think that like if you if money was no object, like I think most people would just be like, oh yeah, let's just do weird creative stuff, <laughs> or you know go to Belize and just like hang glide or surf. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, it's, it's create weird, creative projects. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we had a million dollars, we'd probably work on just creating more stuff, more interesting things, being able to, you know, uh, rent out more time at studios, mm-hmm. rent out, uh, be able to do a weekly thing rather than a biweekly thing or 
it's yeah, once every two weeks. I I hate biweekly. It's so uh, it does, weekly is great, man. But I, with all the yeah. work that you guys are doing, I can understand. I mean, I have <laughs> I have a hard time just keeping up with this podcast, and it's not anywhere yeah. close to the kind of work that your shows yeah. are. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's one of those like maybe if we were doing it full time, we'd be able to do it weekly. But yeah, gosh, um, it's, <laughs> it like if I had a million dollars, it'd be nice to work with other writers and sound designers and, you know, start, just do more weird uh, awesome. stuff. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just do the thing where you just cut it out mm-hmm. and leave some silence there. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Awesome. So that actually kind of covers the other question, uh, which was what were your plans for the future or what are your plans for mm-hmm. the future? Um, but it, but it sounds like you're just going to keep doing this. You're going to keep pushing. You're working on season mm-hmm. two of archive 81 and I'm mm-hmm. guessing, depending on, are there are there plans for? I mean, it's probably too early to think about season two of Deep Vault. Season two, um, it depends on, it depends on how it's received. Um, mm-hmm. Deep Vault is definitely it definitely has an ending. Mm. It leaves open the possibility for season two. Yeah, uh, but it's we're very happy with just leaving it as a miniseries. But if everybody's crying out for uh, season two and gives us you know a million dollars we'll make <laughs> we'll make season two you never but we know also, man yeah we also have other projects in the pipeline other stuff that we're uh thinking about doing after archive 81 season two i have to work and not call it archive 82 because it's the <laughs> dumbest name possible i'm refusing to use that name uh, do it man just do yeah, it yeah uh yeah so it's it's just a sense of uh we might do a default season two we're probably going to do something uh new before we do season three of archive 81 if we do mm-hmm. season three um we we really like doing new things gotcha one of the reasons that it's we didn't just archive 81 archive 81 season two archive 81 season three archive 81 season four or even things in the same universe yeah we we kind of want to broaden the possibilities of audio drama, do interesting new things, mm-hmm. um, make stuff that is primarily dependent on sound. Stories that are can only be told through sound is kind of our our watchwords. Yeah. Yeah, I think I hopefully that answers your question. It does. Maybe. It totally does. And that and that's exciting. And I'm glad uh I'm glad you guys are working hard on that and I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna be following along. So mm-hmm. we're getting close to, to cutoff date. Uh let's see, I think I did. I did think we have just a couple of short questions for the after show. But before we get into the questions, where should people go if they want to? If they want to check out your shows, mm-hmm. find you online, follow you, send you nice emails, <laughs> give you all the things. Where Where mm-hmm. do you want people to go? Basically, uh, searching for the Deep Vault and Archive Eight One on your local podcaster. So through iTunes, through what do you listen to podcasts on? I use Overcast. Oh, I use I use the main podcast app because that's what everybody does. Yep. It's fine. It's, <laughs> whatever. It's installed. It's there. Yeah, it's there. So searching for Archive Eighty One, Archive Eight One, and the Deep uh, Vault on your favorite podcaster. Basically, go to the podcasts first. Check them out. Listen to yeah, them. Yeah, check them out. Listen them. to them. Love them. Uh, <laughs> and then we're on Twitter and Facebook and Reddit and Tumblr, and we have you know. 
or on website, I put all. It all shows up. How, how about yeah. uh, how about this? I will just include links to everything in the show notes, mm-hmm. which are at yeah, thepodcastdude.com slash 64. And then they'll, they'll find all the things. Yeah. Um, oh, we also have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash archive81, if you like it enough to support it. Deepvaultpodcast.com and archive81.com. That'll have all the, like, info on how to, you know, do all those things, it. find all yeah. the things. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. People know how to Google. Like, That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> My listeners yeah. are smart. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're internet savvy. Yeah. Uh, awesome, how do I man. find this thing online? <laughs> oh, where, where could it be? It's yeah. The hardest thing for me sometimes is when people email me questions or ask me questions mm-hmm. and it's, it's, so obvious that they should have typed that into a Google search box. Yeah. I know there's there's some questions that do that do like only I can answer or only yeah. you can answer, but sometimes it's like, oh mm-hmm. man, you should have you should have put that into Google. And, but I, I I try to be nice to everyone, um, and I try to be kind. But one of my favorite sites ever is Let Me Google That for You. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so mean it's ex- though. It's exactly it's- <laughs> what it sounds like, but oh, it is very very mean. Anyway, sorry. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to, to come on and talk with me today, man. Of course. Of course. I, I hope that's good, broad overview, maybe. It, I think it is. If you yeah. think of anything you want to talk about in the future, you just let me know and we'll do it. Sure, sure. Sounds and if you good. ever need a voice actor for your... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I actually, I, I probably could do that. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. Well, I, I've I got know. some podcasting courses I got to finish up first. <laughs> <laughs> Working hard on those. Uh, okay, so let me switch back to my outro music. We'll play this, and okay. then we'll answer. Oh, that's okay. Loud. Hey, cool. bass, and then we'll answer some questions, and then I'll let you go get your dinner. Or, you know, oh, whatever yeah. it is you yeah. got going on tonight. Go to a seminar. <laughs> ah, okay, cool. So yeah. we'll we'll be back in a second. Sounds good. Okay, so just a couple of questions from uh, either Michael or M- – oh, we're just going to go with Michael. If mm-hmm. that's not how you pronounce your name, Michael, I'm sorry. It's spelled M-I-C-H-A-L. Uh, <laughs> he said, podcast question, when recording the actor separately, possibly even remotely, for a dialogue scene, how do you manage to keep the flow of the scene so that it sounds like a real conversation? Uh, I guess, mm-hmm. do you ever record those kind of dialogue scenes separately, like remotely? We have a very easy answer for that. No, mm. we don't. No. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> if it's like, supposed to be a conversation, they got to be in the same room. Yeah, no, that's that's one of our big priorities for actors. Is that like they have to be in New York. They have to be New York based. You can splice stuff in, but I I really really don't think you get the same performance. Yeah, and you get an adequate performance when two people are not. 
talking in to the each same other. room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like the the actors' performances feed feed off each other, and having them in the same room is really important. Awesome. So, so yeah, don't don't try to do a thing where you, people have conversations in different places. I mean, uh, it works could, for interview could. shows like this, but yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So then, and then the uh, Virginia had asked. How much effort and planning do you put into creating your own sound effects for your stories, if at all? Mm-hmm. Is it worth the time to create your, your own sound effects and add them? Uh, mm-hmm. If you use pre-recorded effects from online, what resources mm-hmm. do you use? Where do you get those, those sound effects? So Dan is definitely the person to talk to about this. Um, but we do do a fair amount of our own sound effects. And it's, it's, Dan can talk about the exact mix. But we sure. also use online libraries. Uh, Dan's, you know, a manager at an online sound effects library. Which so, is helpful, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, sound, sound snap. Uh, so he can he can get uh, essentially whatever he needs. Uh, but we really prefer doing our own our own sound effects. There's uh, you can like get exactly what you want out of it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I will definitely talk to Dan more about yeah, that. And, yeah. um, I guess at this point I'll, I'll let you go, man. We got it on time. Was sure, there anything yeah. else you wanted to talk about or cover or say before you go? Um, well, I, I think the main thing and is it's a really, really interesting time, um, for audio drama, mm, for yeah. podcasts. Like, I think this, this is a really, we're on the cusp of something and we might be slightly over the cusp. Who knows? But Welcome to Night Vale, like, was the first kind of mainstream audio drama on as uh, to be released via a podcast. Then the Black Tapes, Limetown, um, The Message, uh, The Truth, and hopefully Archive Eighty One and The Default. It's it's a really good time to start one, or maybe the good time was like six months ago. Who, who knows? But it's <laughs> like. Yeah. It's definitely if you're if you want to start an audio drama and it's it's something that you it's not just oh I want to do a TV show but I don't want to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. it's something that you're really passionate about now's really the time to start get in now there's like money's starting to come in a little bit mm-hmm. being thrown around there and it's it's a really good time to start it's a lot of work, but it's a good time to start. Definitely. Well, one of the things I say is that is that podcasting is a lot of work, even mm-hmm. basic shows. And and I I definitely have mad respect for both you and Dan for for putting mm-hmm. together something something so complicated and and well thought out. You know, mm-hmm. and um and I just want to wish you the best of luck and keep being awesome. And I'm looking forward to to seeing what you guys create in the future. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate the convo. All right, man. Well, you have an excellent rest of the day, and I will see you online. You too. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So, cool guy. Uh, Looking forward to seeing more what uh, what those guys do. Definitely go check out Default and Archive 81 if you're at all interested. Oh, dang it. You know what? I totally forgot to ask him if he'd ever heard Adventures in Odyssey. I'll send him a text message. But, um... Yeah. Next Monday, this coming Monday, where I'm going to talk to Dan Powell, who is the other half of Dead Signals. And we're going to get into the nerdy audio stuff. I want to ask him how he does the reverb. I want to ask him how he does all those crazy sound effects and the music and all that stuff. So I'm really excited for all that. Uh, So hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for tuning in to listen. 
Talk to you later.